Welcome back to One Winning Pod. We're here to preview round two against the Steelers. Recently flexed, by the way. I think we talked about that last episode. Good news is, is that I'm here. I wasn't here for the last Steelers preview. The bad news is that I won't be at the Steelers game <laughs> with Alec, which I'm really bummed about, especially with it being a Sunday night game. But we're here to talk about them. I'm very bummed too. I guess the, the nice thing is we're actually having Steve, who was on the show last time, come to the game. Yes, we were breaking the rule and letting a Steelers fan come with us. Uh, come at us, you know, things you do for friends. Uh, <laughs> but uh, should be good. Um, and it should be a lot of fun. I'm, I, I think he's really excited. I'm, I'm pretty excited too to see the game. We, we always have fans near us because all those, all those t- seats aren't sold out. So we always have opposing fans near us. So might as well be part of the party and, and bring one that we know is a, a known good guy. You know, just, just a stand-up individual, teacher, it's a community staple, you know, just great guy. So we got, uh, <laughs> we got him coming with us. It should be, should be good, but I, I definitely will miss you, Chris. And, uh, of course, miss the tailgate stuff with you. Cause if we, if we discussed anything last episode, it was that the tailgate, uh, tailgate scene with Chris Rayborg around is top notch. Well, I mean, if you need the thing, just let me know. I'll just give it to you before. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all good. it's all good, man. Well, let's break into the matchup faster than we did last time. So we got, uh, Kind of a similar game in a way. Uh, it looks like Huntley will still be our quarterback. At least that's my, my prediction. But we'll see. You know, uh, we're recording this on on a Tuesday, so you know, we'll see what happens. It seems like the week can shift a lot, uh, particularly this stage of the season where a lot of people are banged up and different games mean different amounts of things. But uh, yeah, I think the Ravens are going to see themselves um, most likely playing uh picket for a whole game <laughs> so that'll be a, a a difference potentially in this matchup it will be yeah and it's funny because we made or at least i did make a big deal over uh last game being the first time the ravens would face a, a highly drafted rookie quarterback for the steelers since 2004 in an extended role um which you know kind of felt a little bit significant considering that since that time the ravens have have had that matchup with the Bengals a couple times and, and with the Browns uh, more times than you have uh, digits on both of your hands and both your feet. Um, but if we saw him get concussed early and then he was out of the game and uh, the uh, Mitch Trubisky was out there uh, throwing out Christmas gifts to the Ravens secondary and, you know, the Ravens won the game. So um, I, I'm interested to see how this game goes with Pickett. I will do know that you guys will feel that the Ravens have a better shot with Pickett under center than Trubisky. My big thing here with Pickett is I think that he's really cut down on the mistakes uh, since the bye week. And I do think that he's starting to get confidence in um, game situations where the game is on the line, where a team really needs a score. He is not lighting up the stat sheet. He's not lighting up the scoreboard, but this is a game that I do feel like the Ravens, if Pickett is behind center, the Ravens are going to find themselves in a tough, difficult situation if they're not able to get a multiple score lead, which is something that has been very hard for the Ravens to do as of late. So I do view, if Kenny Pickett is in that this game, um, with the Steelers' playoff hopes still alive and the Ravens really just battling for position in the playoffs at this point, I, I do think that is a very important 
uh, different factor in this game than there was last time. And again, that assumes that Pickett plays the whole game because Pickett was healthy going into that game and just he couldn't finish the game because of a, a concussion, obviously. Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying there. You know, I think regardless of who plays, I think, um, you know, like kind of what you mentioned, Peter, of just the the game script of, you know, the Ravens offense has not been putting up a ton of points the last couple of weeks, especially with Huntley under center. But even before that, really not putting up a whole lot of points. Um, yeah, with a, a close scoring game like this, yeah, I could see if, you know, if Pickett's taking care of the football, um, you know, trying to limit his mistakes, it could be a little bit dangerous if, you know, just one play, you know, it might take to be able to, you know, turn the tide of a game, kick a winning field goal, things like that. You know, certainly the last matchup, I think, you know, if you take away the turnovers that Trubisky had, um, I think the Steelers win that game pretty easy. Um, Trubisky had no trouble throwing the ball down the field a lot of that game. Uh, just, you know, took a, a couple shots that they probably shouldn't have taken. But uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, I think um, I think the Ravens are going to have to do a little bit more to uh, to try to build that lead. And I think it starts certainly with the the run game. Got to get Dobbins and, and Gus going. Um, you know, continuing the success that they've had the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Pickett. Um, he did throw one interception, but took no sacks against the Raiders last week. Had a, a decent game, I guess, all things considered. And I think uh, I agree with you. Peter, I think the Ravens have a better chance against Trubisky at this point after what I saw. <laughs> Maybe I thought Pickett uh, going into the game. I, I got a little flipped seeing more Mitch Trubisky in my life. Um, yeah, I think we got a we got an interesting matchup here too because one thing I've also noticed is that Najee Harris has been getting less and less of a run uh, and and Jalen Warren has been more and more involved lately. We we even saw when we played him last, like Jalen Warren had a couple uh, explosive plays. So I'm wondering, like, if their season almost lost, uh, if there will be any extra Warren usage this year to see what more they have and also, like, put less wear and tear on Najee's uh, body. And that could actually maybe be a bad thing for the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, you know, Najee is a guy that the Ravens have been able to bottle up uh, for his career. Uh he has not had terribly good games against the Ravens. I'd say his numbers, I don't have the exact uh, in front of me, but I'd imagine that they're um, below his career averages. His career averages you know, alone already are not exactly what the Steelers were expecting when he was drafted. But uh, uh, he's a bigger back, but he doesn't exactly particularly have the speed. And, and that's something that this linebacking core is, is able to gobble up and, and really stop. Whereas Warren, a little bit of a shiftier guy, a little bit of a guy who's, um, he's a different build than Algier, but I would say he's, he's a little more in that role. Uh, you know, Algier who did get some good yardage against the Ravens, uh, last game. And really, you know, he's just a wild card again. You know, it's, it's like if, if they run out Najee, we know what we can expect. We know how this Ravens defense is going to react against him. We know that they, they know have the playbook on how to slow him down. Uh, but yeah, if the Steelers, if, if they want to make a play for the last wild card, um, they might want to do something like that. Uh, something out of the ordinary, just as a, as a Hail Mary, just see if they want to feast this, give this, feed this guy the ball and see if he can uh, get a change of pace to this offense. Because, you know, 
sort of like what the Ravens are doing with wide receiver, albeit out of necessity. Uh, the offense really can't get less explosive. So why not give <laughs> this guy who's been flashing all year, teasing you with his big playability? Why not actually see if he can do it and, uh, you know, surprise a division rival? So, yeah, I agree. I wouldn't be shocked if they run him a little more than usual on Sunday. I also wouldn't be shocked if they just, you know, go with Najee. <laughs> it's, I, I could see them doing either, but I, I agree. It's something the Ravens should definitely watch out for. Cause this is a guy that flashes potential that could, could really be a spark to the Steelers offense. If they're able to get him going. One good piece to this puzzle is if you look at the personnel packages that the Steelers have been using this year, we talked about it last time, but they use a lot of um, the tight end gentry uh, alongside a fryer so you look at heavier personnel packages and they're not going to force us to go to a third corner often. Uh, or like, remember in the past, like they would break out the 10 personnel and that's how they got us. They don't seem to be really into that this year. They don't go four wide often. I don't think they really have the personnel to do that with confidence. And I think that actually really plays into the Ravens hands nicely. When you think about their offense and how it matches up with our defense, you think about, you know, having Kyle Hamilton, uh, available and playing we'll have to keep an eye on him by the way too because you know he had that shoulder injury we didn't really talk about it he played so well last game but he had a shoulder injury missed a couple snaps and he was favoring it on the sidelines the whole time so definitely something to keep an eye on uh you imagine if he was able to play through it he'll be able to you know practice um and, and at least play in some capacity this week uh but maybe he gets it re-triggered Ho- hopefully hopefully not obviously <laughs> knock on all the wood i can find but um definitely um Something to kind of look at when you look at this team is is they're not the same Steelers you might remember from even just a year ago when it comes to the personnel packages they like to use. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I think, um, you know, certainly I think the weak spot, though, is, um, you know, I, well, I should say maybe more of a question mark is, you know, how is Brandon Stevens going to match up? Uh, we're assuming, I guess, that he's still going to be starting in place of Marcus Peters, at least on the outside, but... Um, I would assume you probably put Marlowe on Pickens most game, most of the game. Uh, but Stevens and Deontay, like, I don't know if I like that matchup. Like, uh, this might be a game that we could see a little bit more maybe from, uh, maybe from Pepe or, or somebody else on the roster. Um, if I recall, wasn't it this game, was it this game that we brought Ardarius, uh, for the matchup or was that another game mm. that I was thinking of? I think you're right. Ardarius was activated, I believe, last time. Yeah, that might be a good idea to kind of do that again. Um, Stevens, obviously, like, I, I mean, his physical, I don't know if he's going to be physical enough to play against a guy like Pickens, though. I think he would, uh, I think he would rip, <laughs> rip him to shreds. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, certainly that overall, I think you're right, Alec, in terms of just our defense matches up a little bit better. But I do think, yeah, uh, figuring out who plays that other corner spot on Deontay, because, I mean, he's, a guy who one can carry the volume is a lot of catches over the last couple of years, but he's also can be a big play guy. Um, he makes really good contested catches. He can get yards after the catch. Um, he's definitely a weapon. Yeah. I am a little concerned about Stevens in this matchup. Uh, we talked about how he, he had a good game last week. Uh, Unfortunately, it's hard to read into that because we were saying the same thing when he had to step up when Peters uh, had to go out against the the Panthers. Again, the Panthers really didn't have a a passing attack that was going to really uh, challenge Stevens. Same thing with the Falcons. Uh, And then we saw the next week uh, against the Jaguars was a different story. He, He did struggle when 
uh, he needed to be called up upon to make a bigger play. So, uh, you know, Stevens, he's had an up and down year. He has had some good plays uh, against tougher competition. It hasn't, he hasn't just been feasting in, in low matchups, but certainly, uh, you know, you look at, uh, I, I think you go back to that game against the Patriots as a, a prime example of kind of what his year's been. Uh, the Ravens threw him in there to, to match up with Devontae Parker all the way back then uh, after, I can't remember, was it was it um, Pepe who was on him? I, I can't remember which rookie corner had Parker, and they had to quickly replace him. And, and Steven started out in really good in coverage, but then as the game wore on, the, it, it wasn't as good. <laughs> so... You know, yeah, and Deontay Johnson, he hasn't had as big a year this year as in years past, but the connection between him and Pickett is is really starting to gel. Um, the past couple of weeks, his his usage has been seen an uptick, and he's not getting the volume that he was getting with Ben, but he's making some plays again. So, yeah, I agree. That's going to be a matchup. We already know that the matchup between Humphrey and Pickens, round two of that, is going to be something to watch out for. But also, yes, the matchup between Deontay Johnson, presumably Brandon Stevens, or whoever else it ends up being, um, I think that we're going to see a little bit more of Deontay Johnson this matchup than even we saw uh, a few weeks ago in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think that's a really good point in a way that this game is going to be different. Um, looking at their injury front, doesn't seem like they had any major injuries uh, outside of a a linebacker that's played a little bit, but not too much since the last time we played them. Uh, no one's come back that we talked about since last time, uh, as far as their injuries go. So, um, yeah, I think from that perspective, the personnel is almost the same. It's really our injury situation that's changed a little bit, and uh, particularly with the the way that Harbaugh has gone into full, uh, you know, media lockout when it comes to <laughs> updates. It's hard for us to speculate until practice reports start coming out and and the whispers come out, uh, you know, closer to game time. Yeah, and I mean, the the big question on the Ravens side, of course, is will Lamar Jackson play? <laughs> you know, and I, you know, I, I said in the last episode, my hypothesis was uh, the Ravens felt like they could win with Huntley, and why risk Lamar uh, in that situation? Just give him another week to get healthy. The question is, what does this team view this week as? Is this a must win? Um, you know, I at first I really liked that the game was flexed in the from the point of the standings, <laughs> and I thought, oh, we'll have, we'll get to know if we need to win this game or not because nope. the the Bills Bengals <laughs> game will be decided. But I didn't realize that's the Monday night game this week, as it should be. That's going to be an incredible matchup, a very exciting game to watch. That certainly we hope the Bills win. But yeah, so I mean, the Ravens are going to figure out if Lamar is able to go but he's not 100%, do you throw him out there for this game? Is winning the division that important to throw Lamar out there a little earlier than you might like to? Or, I mean, he might be ready to go. I don't know. We don't have the medical reports, but I it'll be interesting because I don't know. Man, maybe that's an interesting question to, to talk about right now. How important is winning the division for the Ravens and how healthy does Lamar have to be that you feel comfortable throwing him out there when you know that you did, you have made the playoffs and you will need him in the playoffs. So you want to make sure that he's as healthy as possible. Uh, is it, I don't think it's a must win game. And I think, I, I, I think the offense is going to be the same. Um, I mean, the last matchup, Gus and JK, they both average more than five yards per carry. Um, that the Steelers are pretty weak in run defense. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, assuming same game script, assuming, you know, Tyler's able to, uh, you know, keep himself healthy. He was knocked out of that game for a, for a little bit. Anthony Brown had to come in for that last drive. But, um, you know, assuming he takes care of himself, um, I would have to think that the game plan has to be the same. The other thing to keep in mind, too, that was an away game um, in Pittsburgh. So, a home game this time. I think it's a little bit more of an advantage for us. Um, yeah, I... If we had to, I'd probably rest Lamar for this game. Uh, obviously, you know, it's going to come down to the Bengals game, regardless of what, you know, the, the Bills Bengals matchup on Monday night comes down to. But, um, I'd probably lean toward that. And, uh, you know, we'll extend that weird streak that Lamar's only like played the Steelers like three times in the last like five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a way that this goes south, right? So if the Ravens lose and the Bengals win, then the last game of the season doesn't matter either. I mean, it might matter. Right, Bengals. Yeah. Bengals lock up the division. Yeah. Yeah. So you might you might say it's a must win if you want to win and get a home playoff game. I'm really interested in home in home playoff football. I think it'd be a lot of fun. But I also am like, it's fine. Like, <laughs> I think we'd only get one home game. We'd be the three seed, right? And most likely, I think we won't get two. I mean, you could. Anything can happen in the NFL, but. I personally am like pseudo indifferent about winning the division. Uh, I think hot take. We're not there yet. We'll see what injuries happen, etc. I think the Ravens can take the Bengals. I really do. I think people are sleeping on the fact that they lost their tackle uh, Collins. And I think that might be a big issue for them. So anyways, uh, <laughs> that's uh well, well, I'm very excited to watch the Monday night game, and we might want to talk about our recording schedule about that, <laughs> so we can <laughs> watch. <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, we'll see. But I think with Lamar, here's my number one thing, and we'll never know. So that the, the classic, we'll never know. But I think honestly, if he is like full medically cleared and he feels well, he'll play regardless of us wanting to like rest or give an extra time. I think if he's a full go and there's no like reason to hold him back that he will play. And I think that's not necessarily a bad thing because the risk of injury is always going to be there. And I think using two games to get him back on track is fine. So I would not be mad at the coaching staff. If they brought him back and he got injured in a different way. If he, if he retweaked an injury, that'd be really disappointing and frustrating Then I would be upset. But like, otherwise, like I think it's fine to play him this game. If, if he's full, a full go and we'll see, but I do think this game is winnable for the Ravens with Huntley. And I do believe it is not a must win game. So therefore I have no reason to rush him. Uh, this is not a situation where I would push the envelope whatsoever. Yeah. So you know, what's it's interesting. I actually had the same opinion, uh, basically as you guys were saying, um, before Christmas and, uh, Christmas, I've got some family members, uh, my dad, who's <laughs> been on the show before who are, are really big at looking at the, uh, the ESPN playoff machine and putting in all the different possibilities there. And this is what swayed me to me thinking that actually winning the North is imperative for the Ravens, uh, big hopes this year. And what it comes down to is if the Ravens lose to this game to the Steelers and lose to the Bengals in week 17, then the Ravens will have to travel to Cincinnati in week one of the wild card. And that just sounds like seasons over at that point. If you lost to Pittsburgh and you weren't able to defeat Cincinnati in the last week of the season, and then you got to go right back there in a playoff atmosphere, doesn't sound great. 
Now, of course, that being said, you know, it's all hypothetical. Still, th- that theory relies on the Chargers and the Dolphins winning out as well. Not terribly, you know, that's a question mark as well with how those two teams have been playing too. But I, I still don't think, you know, I, I think that in the in the case where this matchup against the Bengals is in the playoffs, you want this game in Baltimore. You want to have that there. And I don't know if I agree that this game is is a, is a done deal with Huntley. I think it's a toss-up if Huntley plays. Mm-hmm. But honestly, also at the same time, it's hard to say that, that this is a guaranteed game if Lamar plays because we don't know what his health. And obviously he hasn't played in a few weeks, so throw him out uh, not in his 100% best against a, a hungry Steelers defense that that basically is in the playoffs now. They need to win out to to get in the playoffs. They're on the fringes of the playoff picture. They cannot afford any more losses. I think this is going to be a really tough matchup for the Ravens, and you know I, I agree. If you can get Lamar out there, I think you do. I think that it is, despite the fact that the Ravens have clinched the playoffs now, I think that looking at how do they reach their uh, ultimate goal? I think that starts now, even though elimination isn't starting now. And that's that's kind of where I stand right now. When you're playing with the playoff picture machine, I know the Ravens' playoff picture doesn't get any clearer, but this is the Steelers. Do they, can they get eliminated before this game even starts? Could they get eliminated before this game even starts? That is possible, but I haven't looked into that yet. Okay. So I don't want to comment. No, on no, that. that's fine. I'm just curious if you knew because <laughs> I feel like that's the interesting thing, right? We know it ours is. ours won't be, but we also know that surely theirs could be impacted, I guess, because we only care about Cincinnati and that's ahead of them. They're not worried about that. They're not worried about Buffalo. That's ahead of them. So yeah, I, that's interesting. Yeah. Maybe that would be the, the saving grace. <laughs> they get knocked out and they're like, ah, forget <laughs> it. <laughs> it really but, comes down to in the NFL, you want to have the the mindset of win every week, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a complicated thing. That that's that's the, what we're saying in a ton of words. You want to win every week, and the more you win, the more you have a better mindset to go in and win the next week. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Momentum. <laughs> Is it a thing? Uh, yeah. No, I think that's I think that's all a good point. When you look at it though, too, it is promising that the Ravens have. This, this run game has been pretty effective. Um, we saw our ability to run last time we played them. And uh, I think we can continue to lean on that going forward. Uh, and that's kind of a constant with or without Lamar. So hopefully that might be enough in this matchup. And then uh, we can see if these additional wide receivers, you know, <laughs> what we're doing with wide receiver, how that works out for us. Uh, definitely a different wide receiver core, even just a couple weeks later than when we last played them. I agree with that, and I'm really interested to see. You know, we talked a lot about Andy Isabella last week. We'll see if they actually want to hand the ball off to him and see what he can do. But Sammy Watkins could really be something uh, as a sneaky X factor going down the field. Alec mentioned it last time. He might be the missing piece, (laughs) and I I don't think you're that far off. Again, Sammy Watkins, when he came back, there was a lot of – People on Twitter I know who, who threw up, of course, that play against Miami where a uh, combination of, I, I guess, losing the ball on the lights and the stupid wall that's like two inches from the back of the Dolphins' end zone for who knows what reason. 
And, you know, the ball sailed right over his head. It's just like, ha-ha, the Ravens got this guy back. What the hell? I mean, it's like, sure, that was a bad play by him, although I think a little understandable given the situations of that play. But in the first half of the season before he got hurt, like, Watkins made some some key plays in key situations, uh, particularly against the Raiders, even though that game ended up being a loss. Uh, we said he got the ball right exactly where it needed to be for Justin Tucker's game-winning field goal against Detroit, the record-breaker. Had a big play on the game-winning drive for Tyler Huntley against Chicago. Like he, he's he's not going to be in here, and he's not going to put up Pro Bowl numbers like he did his first couple years in the league. But he's a veteran who's capable of making clutch plays in key situations uh, down the line. So having another guy like that in in your offense that is starved for those kind of players, that's a little thing that could have a big impact uh, in this uh, stretch of games here. I agree. I think I'm I'm excited too. Um, the matchup of the Falcons. I think uh, I think Mark Andrews got a little bit more on track. Um, had a little bit of a better game. Uh, been a little bit of a slump. I think the last couple of games. But um, you know, I, I I felt like he was closer to that closer to the player we thought he was. Um, particularly that one play down the sideline. Um, I thought it was just really great. Of you have your tight end one going up against cornerback one and tight end one uh won that matchup easy um <laughs> just blew by aj terrell and then was able to make that catch um good good throw by Huntley, be able to do that so i'm looking forward to get him a little bit more involved as well just you know again like you know the targets are there uh, it's just the you know the production the touchdowns not there yet um you know i think with a little bit more um a little bit more persistence i think uh, a little bit extra time i think for Huntley to kind of look for him uh, in certain situations, it feels like sometimes Andrews isn't his first read is that sometimes, uh, you know, maybe Robinson or some other players, his first read. Um, you know, I think maybe if, uh, they wanted to put a little bit more of a renewed focus on, on getting Andrews, uh, involved, I, I think he's been schemed open in certain plays, but we got to look his way. So, um, yeah, I think with, uh, adding Watkins into the mix, I think kind of helps the, the scheme to kind of get guys open and, uh, yeah, I would I'd hope that he'd be able to bounce back a little bit as well. Here's my hot take, guys, by the way. I don't know if it's going to happen this game, Chris. I do fully anticipate a Mark Andrews like savage game before the season's over. I think I think the guy is going to absolutely blow up one of these games and just like two touchdowns, 100 yards, dominance, like maybe 10 catches, just like a ridiculous marquee game from him. I really do see it coming. Um I just think he seems so locked in, focused, and angry, and we we know that he has the skill to back it up. Like I just think I think he's going to have a monster game uh, coming soon. I just don't know if it's going to be this week. Yeah, I I could see it. There's been the injury. There's been the quarterback issue. There's been the play calling. But uh, I agree. He looks like he was back to his old self last week, and he looked like he's ready to ball. And he is one of the most uncoverable players currently playing in the NFL right now when he's on his a game. So yeah, I I could certainly see that. And hopefully, you know, we got two big division rivalry games coming up to, to end the season and the regular season. Uh, Why not now? I I could certainly see that. And it would be huge for this offense to to definitely see that. Go win some championship weeks, Mark Andrews this week. How about that? (laughs) I don't even have him in any, any league where I'm competitive, but I'm just saying, go do it. Go be that guy. (laughs) Do we get Calais or uh, Marcus Peters back this week? No. That's a good question. Don't think so. No. I can't imagine waving. Although I will say, I can't imagine waving Mac. 
when you <laughs> if you think uh Calais isn't coming back but i don't know that's that's a whole other topic i mean uh, yeah i mean I, I i guess i was assuming that Calais would probably be close if you take that chance but then again it's just yeah it's like is this is this a game where you need to have him back i don't think so <laughs> yeah like you said i, I don't know Najee doesn't scare me um we, we talked about warren earlier of like He's an interesting piece, um, but is Calais going to be the the make or break um, between him having like a hundred yard game? I don't think so. Um, but yeah, no, would definitely you know, I think uh, you know you, you you I think you definitely said it a couple weeks ago. Like I think Peters, I think for the playoffs probably is. I'd like to see him back for the playoffs. I'd like to see him back for the Bengals game too. I think that would be uh, he'd be uh, a piece we really need, but. Um, but yeah, and then getting his long-term health, I think, is probably more ideal at this point. I, th- I think we can probably live without Calais for a bit. But I could, I'll, I mean, I could see him coming back though, if with the Mac move. All right, I guess we'll do our our bowl predictions, score predictions. I'll I'll tee it off with uh, the Ravens are favored by three this time, so we're seeing the home field advantage swing. The over/under is thirty-six points, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the under here for my score prediction. I'm going to say the Ravens are only able to put up 20 points. It feels like they're their maximum with Huntley under center. Uh, but I'll, I'll go with the max case for that. And I'm going to say that the Steelers, you know, going to keep it close, going to keep it respectable uh, with 13 points. So 20 to 13, 33 points. And then for my bold prediction, I'm going to say that uh, Sammy Watkins has a touchdown. Yeah, I too am going to make this, uh, going to predict this is going to be a low-scoring matchup uh i have gone back and forth on this but what the heck i'll go with the homer take ravens win this one 17 to 13 it'll be a defensive struggle uh but you know something that's interesting this year for this ravens offense i don't think the ravens have had more than two offensive plays that ended in a touchdown over 50 yards i think both of them came again against miami (laughs) and then that's pretty much it uh I think they're due, and I could see a busted coverage is going to happen somewhere, or maybe it's on the defensive end. Uh, what the heck? Bold prediction for this game. The Ravens score a touchdown that is a 50-plus yarder. All right. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you guys. I'm just figuring out what number to kind of pick around here. <laughs> um, fun fact, it wasn't that far off last week. Uh, I said 16-9 Ravens end up 17-9, only off by one point. So I like these low-scoring game numbers. <laughs> uh, is it weird if I said 16-14 because it's already happened? No, I don't think so. Sure. Let's, uh, let's say it's a repeat of, of last time. Uh, <laughs> 16-14. Um, I'll say that... Um, I'll say this. Um, I'll say that the Steelers actually only score one offensive touchdown. The other one comes from a Huntley pick six. We're not going to be happy about it, but um, I think that's maybe how they get their 14. Um, so that's going to be my bold prediction. I think um, I'm, I'm a little iffy on it. Um, you know, I think we're going to do enough to win the game, but I I, I feel like it might happen. I don't know. I, I could see a repeat of kind of what happened with the Browns game, but just take it to the house. Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to this game. Sunday night should be fun. Hopefully the Ravens are able to get that win and make it for a very exciting matchup in Cincinnati to fight for the AFC North. Maybe that will get flexed too. <laughs> they haven't announced you know, what it plays, so maybe we'll have even more primetime Ravens football. 
uh, definitely seems like a decent candidate, particularly if like if Lamar Jackson's like rumored to play. Oh boy, you know, like that that could be. I could definitely see that being a prime game. So we're excited for it. Go Ravens. You can find us on Twitter at one winning pod. Find us on YouTube. One winning pod as well. We'll have our picks against the spread coming out later in the week. Uh, and also we'll have our um, Ravens history corner, which has been a great addition. I think to this, uh, this year's I don't know, one winning pod story. So go check it out. If you haven't listened to it already and we'll see you next week. <laughs>